Hey, welcome to The Sinner and the Saint. I'm Alyssa Bell. And I'm Allison Kane. So I have fun news. Oh. My son has finally realized that I am not the mathematician in the house. So have you been the mathematician? So I don't really know what happened. He keeps coming to me for math advice. And I think it doesn't take long to figure out, I'm not your girl. Like if you need to do money math or financing, I can do that. Uh But when you're putting letters in your math equation, I'm out, you know? Yes. Right. And so my... That's called alphabet soup. That's not math in my world. My husband is a project manager. He builds huge buildings. He does all the math with that in his head. So I keep telling my son, you should probably go ask dad about this. No, no. I want to do it with you. I would come home at night and nine o'clock. He's like, do you want to look at math? And I'm like, yeah, sure. Okay. And I mean... After the first 30 minutes, my answer is, I don't know what this is. And then we dig down for another 30 or 45 uh-huh. minutes in a lesson until we finally get to some sort of ground, right? You're so nice. I'm like, I don't know. I'll just get you a tutor. I tried. I'm like, babe, I'll buy a tutor in anything. <laughs> just don't make me do this. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can't even make me. I just can't. Right? But so I could figure it out eventually. Anyways... So my husband popped in, we were doing a test, and we're kind of looking through this thing, and my husband's like, oh, well, you just do this, this, and this. And my son looks up, like all the light bulbs went off, and he's like, ah, look at the wise one. And I'm like, that's the one I've been trying to direct you to, but you keep coming to me. (laughs) I've been trying to tell you. I'm not it, kid. Oh my gosh. Anyway, so. That's hysterical. Well, maybe you're off the hook now. I definitely am for math. And my my husband's always like, if it's English, go to your mom. Yeah. Anyway, so hey. Okay. Well, that could kind of roll into our uh, into Second Corinthians thirteen today. Only you could make math and Second Corinthians go together. Only I love me. It. Uh, it's what I do, people. It's what I do. And I was in verses, uh, I think, starting around five, five through nine ish, and it really caught my attention because it said. Test yourselves, which, you know, is never a comfortable feeling for me. Especially when it's algebra. Especially, yes. I have test anxiety. So when the Bible is telling me, you know, to test myself and other translations like examine, that might be. Actually, examine, that makes me think of a doctor. I know. I'm not sure what's worse. I'm not sure. what. Anyway, it says, test yourselves to be sure you are solid in the faith. Don't drift along taking everything for granted. That's always a good convicting Mm. statement. Give yourselves regular checkups. You need firsthand evidence, not mere hearsay, that Jesus Christ is in you. Test it out. If you fail the test, do something about it. Mm. That's kind of fun, right? Like, here are my little list again. Y'all know that's not what having a relationship with the Lord is about. But often we find these little rhythms in scripture that, um, I don't know, just give us pause and put a little structure to the Holy Spirit and to our relationship and religion and that sort of thing. So here are a few things that, that st- I had three observations right off the bat. The first one said it was, it says, test yourself. Mm. And I was like, not test your husband, not test your kids, not <laughs> test it. your neighbor. Um, don't exam, you know, don't examine everybody else. 
Worry Look in about- the mirror, kid. Exactly. <laughs> that goes all the way back to stay in our circle, right? Which we talk about all the time. This is not about you taking your little test out to the world and judging people and giving them, uh, measuring them up. This is all about ourselves. Oh my goodness. Yes. Mm. Conviction much. Right. right. Uh huh. The second one was it says, do give yourselves, do this regularly, regular checkups. So I was thinking, okay, like what? It doesn't say yearly, quarterly, bi monthly. It's not a mammogram. Right. Exactly. <laughs> so I'm thinking like, regularly what what is regular okay we to if you're regular you poop at least once a day okay that was i literally (laughs) wrote that in my journal y'all like that was the first thing that came to my mind like are you regular you know (laughs) i don't know oh my gosh this Um, is great i'm gonna keep on talking girl 50 and older right okay if you um brush your teeth regularly then you do it once or twice a day. Right. Right. Sometimes more. So, you know, I was just trying to define regular. I mean, if you don't. On the daily, friends. At least on the daily. Yeah. Because, I mean, it, if you're not pooping in for a week, you're probably going to do something about that. That's a situation. It's a situation. It's an emergency situation. Right? You need fiber. You need <laughs> lots of water. Maybe some other things go to call your doctor. <laughs> He's going to run some tests. Um, Anyway, so do this regularly. Test yourselves regularly to make sure you're solid in the faith. And then it says, if you fail the test, do something about it. Yes. You know, it's like, okay, I got all my test results back. I'm failing in this, this, and this. Okay, great. Moving on. No, that's not what we do. We don't do it. We should not do it in our health. We don't do it in school. We don't do it in, you know, all of our other areas of life. And we shouldn't do it spiritually either. But then I was like, but how do we? Okay, so how do we run the test? The spiritual test? Mm. Well, I mean, I think just living life, you run the spiritual test. How you respond out in the world is a spiritual test. Yes, exactly. Which is why I stay at home. That's <laughs> <laughs> so much easier. I don't know. Depends on the day. That's right. And the mood of the, and the age of the children. Um, so one of the things I thought we talk so much about is if we run into an emotion that kind of flares up. Right. Rears its ugly head. To sit with that and examine and reflect that motive. Like, why am I feeling angry about that? Um, am I telling the truth? Why couldn't I tell the truth in that situation? Right. Why did I feel like my first, why was my first inclination to do this and not that anger instead of forgiveness or whatever it was, but sitting with that is always a good test. Of course, that takes a little discipline Mm. and it takes time to sit with the Lord, you know, checking for that evidence of the Holy Spirit in us. But it also reminded me of Galatians 5, um, where it talks about the fruit of the Spirit. Yes. And, you know, I don't have all those written down, but um, patience, gentleness, self-control. Like love, joy, yeah. peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, self-control, and there's always one I'm missing. You get an A. Thank you. Yay! Oh, you should figure out which one you always forget and think about that. Sit with that for a little bit. That's oh. interesting. I don't know. That just came to me. Uh, well, it's because we used to sing it. Oh. In the worship. <laughs> oh, okay. Maybe not that deep then. Dang. Um, 
so I thought that is another, you know, that is the fruit of the spirit in us. And so if we're kind of testing and measuring, we can just sit with the fruits of the spirit, maybe, and just pray over that. Like, you know, self-control is one that I feel like the Lord is um, really having me exercise lately. Maybe it's peace or joy in your circumstances. But I feel as if when we take the time to sit and examine ourselves, the Holy Spirit is always there and he's going to highlight something for us. Gentleness. Goodness was the one I was missing. Oh. <laughs> I'm kind of offended. Okay, so read them out loud. <laughs> Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. So there's a lot of nesses in there, which is, I think, why I get them all confused and jumbled up in my head. But it's Gal- they're in Galatians 5, like uh, verse 22-ish. Um, but that's like a good little list just to kind of ponder and examine. I mean, I think it's a good way for us to test ourselves and see if our hearts are aligned with what, you know, the Holy Spirit would have us. Maybe consider the current condition of our heart. What's in there today? And here's an interesting little tidbit is seeing if you respond to the world that way and out in the world that way. Because I can sit in my house Mm. and listen to the worship music and just be full of love and joy and patience and self-control. Yes. But then what are the other people getting? Because if we do have the fruits of the Spirit and we're supposed to have a, our lives are supposed to be a light in the world, directing people to God, but we are not exhibiting any of those things. (laughs) We fail in. Yeah. (laughs) Um. Right, which so we test it, and then we're like, "Ooh, I'm, yep. f- I'm failing. I have a few failing, mediocre grades. Maybe you're not failing. Maybe it's just like a a C or D on the borderline. Maybe it's not an all out zero or F yet. But you sense the Holy Spirit nudging you. It's like, okay, so how do we change it? Because Scripture says, do these regular checkups for this to find this firsthand evidence that Jesus is in you." And if you fail the test, do something about it. So this is the critical part. What do we do if we're failing the test? Right. Hmm. All right. First one. Oh, thank God you had answers. (laughs) (laughs) Well, the first thing that came to my mind was, okay, confess it to God. Mm -hmm. I mean, if he highlights it, if we're sitting there and you know, in the moment or poor, you know, just sort of looking over the fruits of the spirit. We're like, Ooh, I am really stinking this up, failing this test. Confess it to God. First of all, he already knows, but there's something about saying it. Yeah. Um, and so first, that's a good first start. Like our friend Tara says, she goes, you have stinky fruit. Yeah. You don't want stinky fruit. (laughs) Exactly. You don't want stinky armpits and you don't want stinky, (laughs) stinky fruit. Um, Because that does follow you around everywhere. And it's really offensive to other people. And we turn people, when we have stinky armpits, we don't turn people away from God. So that's just, you know, that's about you. That's your (laughs) personal. But when you have stinky fruit, we are turning people away from God. Right. that is definitely not what we want. Right. Big red flag, right? And I do think if you're sitting and God is highlighting one, I always follow up with, okay, now what do I do about it? Yes. And then steps will follow. Like your head will start going to all the places. Try this. Try that. Yeah. And then after you confess it, ask him for help. Yeah. Like, this is really hard for me. 
I don't know what to do. It's very challenging. Um, I feel guilty about it. I feel shameful about it. Well, you know, like just put all the words into all the things. I have, um, I was talking with someone and they had the most, we had the most intriguing conversation. She was sharing a moment like this that she had Mm -hmm. where she was sitting with the Lord and he highlighted something in her. And it was basically, you know, I'm not finding joy in in doing things for the Lord. Mm. And I was like, wow, what, you know, like what, how did that kind of come up? I was just sort of asking her questions, letting her verbalize all these things. And by the time we got to the end, it was, but you know what? God just said, but I'm not done with you yet. Oh, we're yeah. working on this. And I looked at her and I said, that's how you know you are hearing from the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Because he didn't say, shame on you. I'm so disappointed in you. Right. What's wrong with you? Every So-and-so does it with lots of joy, but you're not. We've been working on this for a long time, and you're still not there yet. Like, that's when you know that it's not the voice of God. That's okay? right. People are always like, oh, how do I know it's God speaking? Because he says something lovingly and tenderly and encouragingly. And yes, it's convicting and it's pushing you forward. But I think that that was encouraging for her to, she knew that, I think, but for someone else to notice it and say it. And so that's really the third thing is finding your people mm-hmm. that you can have those really authentic, honest conversations with and share. I mean, that was a pretty intense thing to share. Like I confess to the Lord that I'm not finding joy in serving him right now. Mm-hmm. For to be able to say that out loud to another human, it's hard enough with God. Hard enough to, for ourselves. Right? I'd be like, so I have a friend and she told me that she doesn't find any joy in serving God <laughs> Asking for a friend. Yeah. So who... Yeah. Who are those people? Who do you feel like you could just bear it all to? Right now. List them. Yep. Out loud. We can't hear you. Just kidding. Yeah. We can't. Okay, did you do it? Were you able to? Yeah. And if you weren't, then you need to find some authentic relationships or your friends are there authentically and you're still showing up kind of masked or Mm. you have some walls built up. And so ask God to start right there. Start breaking down those walls, asking yourself, why do I keep showing up halfway? Why am I only showing up 50%? Right? It's so good. I I actually told somebody the other day that I knew I was growing because I was struggling with this, um, this emotion in my heart. And I was so upset about it that Uh I had this feeling. Um, And I didn't understand where it was coming from and why. And I had taken it to the Lord and confessed it. And he was like showing up daily in the scriptures that he was putting in my path. But I needed to say it out loud. And I confessed it um, to three people. Mm -hmm. I had three people, you know, you, my husband, and somebody else. And I honestly think that that was one of the first times... That I've ever done that. Oh wow. Uh-huh. Not I mean to share it with like I might have like said it to one person before, but not but I like shared it with that many people. I took it to the Lord for I noticed it. I took it to God. 
I was prayerful about it. I talked to people. I basically confessed it to other people mm-hmm. and was encouraged. And I told uh, my counselor, I'm like, oh my gosh, we got some work to do because the blah, blah, blah. But look how much I'm growing. Because <laughs> the old me would have been too um, shamed okay. or, you know, felt embarrassed or like, what is wrong with you for feeling that way? Um, to even say it out loud. I'm proud of you. You go, girl. Thanks. Well, hopefully Bold I'll, living, baby. Hopefully I'll do it again next time, too. <laughs> I think you will. And not go backwards. So one thing that stood out to me when you were reading that scripture, and it was in the beginning of the scripture, and it said um, something about hearsay. Right. It said, give yourself the regular checkups because you need firsthand evidence, not mere hearsay, that Jesus Christ is in you. Right? Mm. And I was thinking just about the hearsay. That is, to me, that reminds me of just continuing to go to a church service, but not actually having a personal experience with God. Right. You know? That's right. Oh. So what would that hearsay look like in this situation? Hmm. First-hand evidence. Well... I think it's us putting on the mask. I mean, if we really look into our hearts, we all have a lot of things we need to work on, right? We are not living in all the fruit of the Spirit, and probably a lot of our fruit is on the edge of rotting. (laughs) (laughs) The shelf life is gone. Exactly. Um, Those things they spray on it to keep it fresh can only last so long unless you're going to McDonald's. That lasts a long time, whatever preservatives they put in that stuff. But the hearsay... I think, are the lies that we tell ourselves. Like, Mm. oh, it's fine. That's just my personality. Okay. And so they're just going to have to deal with it. Uh That's just how God made me. So that's just how I am. Right. Okay. Mm, Like, I get that. And I've said that before. But mm, I want to challenge you in that. (laughs) (laughs) Because if we're really looking at the fruit of the Spirit... And we're using our personalities as an excuse not to develop our hearts and follow the fruit of the Spirit. I'm pretty sure we're going against the Word of God. And we're faking ourselves out with some hearsay. Okay, You girl. know what I'm saying? There it is. Yep. Mm-hmm. We're not, because if, if we get firsthand evidence, we're going to see that hearsay is a bunch of dookie. <laughs> well, you know, you and I were having a conversation recently and I said, if God can change me, mm-hmm. you know, if, if I would have stayed back, Melissa, 10, 15, 12, whatever, years ago, I, I could have easily said, well, this is just because of the way I was raised, or this is just because of my experiences in life, and this is what became out of all of those things. Yes, that's exactly who you are because of all your life experiences, but... <laughs> God is bigger. God is greater. God wants to change your heart. And so it took a lot of hard work sitting down with him. I could have easily used that that scapegoat because it was way easier. It's almost like we want to stay in the excuse mode, the victim mode, the... Well, we just, because it's hard work. It is hard work. Nobody I'm wants to, to take a test all the time. <laughs> I mean, how many of us want to go back to school? I mean, you know, the kids are always like, oh, school, blah, blah. I'm like, yeah, I've already done it. So I'm not doing your work. You can do it. Yeah. You know, like we've already done it. We don't, we don't like tests. We don't want to examine ourselves. It does take effort. I guess 
the beauty of it, once you begin to do it and you meet God in that in those moments, he's so tender with it. Uh-huh. Correct. <laughs> when it's truly from him and we keep ourselves out of it, he's so tender with it and he's so loving. And it is in those moments where you began to see this isn't who I'm so much more right. than this personality flaw that I picked up because of this situation as a kid or this relationship with my parents. I'm so much more than that. And God knows that because he created me and he loves me right here in all my personality mess. But he's also loves me so much that he wants to pull me out of that into something better. He's going to love you right back to him. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, Woo, that's a lot, people. I don't know. I'm sorry that we're bringing you this truth today because it's exhausting <laughs> it's me. It, it is exhausting, but I will say that there is something so freeing about not, as it says, just drifting along anymore. I told someone the other day that in these moments now, the difference in my life and my heart is that I often do feel like a kite that's swirling around in the air. You never know when the wind's going to pick up. You get stuck in a tree, you dip down, you hit the ground, you know, you might get a rip or two, but then the wind picks you back up. But the difference is in our kite of life, right? When we have God, we are anchored to him. So we may be feeling as if we're flailing about and stuck in a tree sometimes, but when we're anchored in him Mm -hmm. and that is anchored we're not going to fly off anywhere. Right. So anyway, we hope you find, well, somebody to talk this through with today. We hope you'll take this podcast, have a friend listen to it, sit down and have this conversation and share a few things. Examine your hearts together. Thanks for joining us this week on The Center and the Saints.